Welcome to the ILCA Insider Podcast. We amplify labor's voice around the world. I am Lisa Martin, president of the ILCA. Today, we have John Perkinson from the Airline Pilots Association with us. Hi, John. How are you today? Great. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. So tell us what you do at ALPA. I'm a senior staff writer. I write for our magazine, Airline Pilot, which has a circulation of more than 80,000 readers. I also write for our email newsletter, the web, the ALPA blog, and videos. I occasionally prepare presentations for the association's national officers when they have to speak at large events. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with ALPA, we're the largest airline pilots union in the world. We represent more than 61,000 pilots at 33 airlines in the United States and Canada. That sounds like a big job, John. And we're glad you were able to join the ILCA Executive Council last year. Uh, welcome to the board once again. And I wanted to ask you about, in particular, the piece that you wrote, Flying Heroes, Alpa Pilots Deliver Aid to Hurricane-Ravaged Puerto Rico. This was the winning entry in last year's contest for the Max Steinbach Award, and that's the highest single award for journalistic excellence. And it's given in recognition of an outstanding journalistic effort that explores an issue of concern to working families with a particular sensitivity and insight into the human spirit. I was I was very honored to receive this recognition. Flying Heroes was a great story to be able to tell. Hundreds of AFL-CIO workers volunteering their time and talents, companies donating tens of thousands of pounds of needed goods. United Airlines even took a Boeing 777 out of service to make it available for this humanitarian relief effort. Volunteers from ALPA, the Association of Flight Attendants, CWA, and the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers all helped make this trip possible. At a time when our political climate is so divisive and government is struggling to get anything done, labor and management really set a great example by stepping or setting aside any differences that they have and working together to accomplish something incredible. The, uh, the actions in this story demonstrate how much more we're capable of when we pool our resources and work together and that's really what trade unionism is all about, I think. Well said. And a note to ILCA members that the annual ILCA Labor Media Contest recognizes excellence among members, publications, websites, film, video, and other media. And it's the first and largest uh, competition exclusively for labor media and journalists. So as writers and storytellers, it's really a special thing to be able to give a voice or highlight an issue of such importance the way you did with this piece. And it's such a great uh, story about labor unions coming together, hundreds of skilled union workers, and more than 20 labor unions flying to Puerto Rico to assist in these recovery efforts. So tell me about how this all developed. Okay. So... Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico in late September 2017, virtually leveling portions of the island. There were more than 3,000 fatalities attributed to the storm, and on Puerto Rico alone, the effects of Maria caused an estimated $85 billion in damages. Uh, in San Juan, uh, from what I understand, the mayor was becoming more and more frustrated with the level of support she was receiving or not receiving from the U.S. federal government. So after speaking with local labor leaders, she decided to reach out to AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka, 
to see if his organization could help. So in, in short order, the ALPA Master Executive Council Chairman at United Airlines, Captain Todd Insler, was contacted. He's on the board of directors at United, and he talked to his fellow board members about coordinating a relief effort. I know Sarah Nelson, the president of the Flight Attendants Association, also played an important role in, in organizing this event. So word spread of what would become United Airlines Flight 2709 from Newark, New Jersey to San Juan, carrying more than 300 healthcare professionals, carpenters, electricians, all kinds of skilled workers. The uh, flight which operated on October 4th returned that afternoon carrying roughly 250 evacuees, including some who needed medical assistance. The bulk of the AFL-CIO volunteers remained in Puerto Rico for the next couple of weeks, working on the infrastructure, repairing buildings, assisting patients, basically helping the locals put their lives back together. That's so interesting. And what what really stuck out at you from all of this? The the human element, the uh, the personal stories, because these narratives are what make the event real to the reader. I presented the article mostly from the perspective of six pilots who participated, the two who flew the trip down, the two pilots who flew the flight back later that day, and two others who gave the workers a hand for a couple of days. I know the first officer, Mike Hamilton, who flew the trip down, and he talked at length about what it was like when they arrived at the San Juan airport. He said that shortly before the aircraft touched down, you could smell mold and mildew in the cabin from the outside air. Two of the pilots, Captain Jose Pascual and First Officer Jose Reyes, uh, have relatives in Puerto Rico. Uh, both said that they delivered supplies to their family members. First Officer Reyes gave his cousin, who works at the Delta counter, some batteries and food. He also arranged to have a generator delivered to an uncle who lives there and is bedridden. After, uh, after the plane arrived, Captain Greg Everhart and First Officer Roger Phillips followed the workers to the command center that was set up at the Roberto Clemente Coliseum. The mayor and the local AFL-CIO president welcomed the group, briefing them on conditions and what they should expect. So Captain Everhart told me that the mayor, Carmen Ulan Cruz, uh, wore his hat for the briefing while the AFL-CIO rep wore First Officer Roger Phillips' hat. Uh, Captain Jose Pasquale said he was particularly struck by the scene at Newark Airport on their return trip. He said people were hugging and kissing him and his first officer as they walked through the terminal. Evidently, it was very emotional. And from what I've read, Puerto Rico still hasn't fully recovered from Maria, but these kinds of personal observations give you a sense of what it must have been like to be there shortly after the storm hit. That's right. And I mean, the, even the logistics involved in this are just incredible. And the photos in this piece were really wonderful as well. Kudos to, you know, the, your entire team. Well, thanks, but I, I, we can't take full credit. The, the photos were courtesy of the United Pilots and other participating AFL-CIO unions. We had some great pictures to choose from now. I talked with, uh, I talked about First Officer Jose Reis a moment ago. For those of you who haven't seen the story, there's a great photo of him holding a Puerto Rican flag from the aircraft's cockpit window. There's another shot of Captain Todd Insler with members of uh, National Nurses United. Captain Insler couldn't make the trip that day, but he was there at Newark Airport to see everyone off. Thanks for that background. And 
sort of switching topics a bit, John. So you've been at this a while. What what advice or suggestions would you give to a labor communicator who is just getting started on writing for a union publication? I know there are a lot of folks out there who end up doing communications, uh, but have, but started in a different field, and it can be intimidating. Sure. Uh, to be honest, it took me a while to maneuver into a communications job. I initially took a, a different path. Uh, now, I recognize that I was in school a long time ago, but when I graduated with a journalism degree, it was common to get your feet wet working for a newspaper. As the son of an airline pilot and a flight attendant, I decided to give the airlines a try. I, I suppose I, I couldn't part with the travel benefits. Even though I spent the bulk of my time doing administrative work for flight operations, I produced a department newsletter and continued to work on my writing. I eventually transitioned to ALPA and after a short period moved to the communications department where I've, I've been ever since. That was about 20 years ago. The work that I do is referred to as advocacy journalism. It was helpful for me to demonstrate to would-be employers that I was always interested in communications. I may not have taken the most direct path, but I accumulated experiences along the way, and um, I continue to draw from them. With regard to union work being intimidating, if you think about it, any new job's a little intimidating. As a labor employee, it's nice to know that in addition to making a living, you're doing something to what I call promote the greater good. Unions have been a major reason for the growth of the middle class in this country. American workers, whether they're currently organized or not, have a lot to be thankful for thanks to the labor uh, movement. Anyway, I'd have to say that I've really enjoyed working for Alpha. That's great. Thanks for for pointing out, um, you know, the role of unions in improving conditions for the middle class, and you know how that ties into um, your career and getting into the writing biz. It seems like that that was where you were meant to be, or you where you are meant to be. So thank you so much for joining us, John, and sharing a bit about your background, how you came into the role at ALPA, and and your insights. We really appreciate your time. For listeners, remember to check the ILCA blog and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. That's all, folks.